something I feel like women really have trouble with is realizing that their pleasure is just as important. Like waking up, looking in the mirror, being like, I am beautiful. I deserve pleasure. I deserve to feel good. And just rewiring our brains to think that we are worth it. Welcome back to Dating Intentionally. I'm Talia. I'm a dating coach, and I'm sharing no-nonsense advice for navigating modern dating with confidence and ease, whether you've been on dozens of dates or you're just getting started. I believe dating can be fun, especially when we feel confident in the bedroom, which is what today's episode is all about. Before we dive in, I just want to say it means a lot to me when you rate and review this podcast. If you've already rated the show, thank you so much. And if you haven't done it yet, and this show has helped you in your dating journey, I'd really appreciate it if you did. Your ratings help other intentional daters find this podcast, which helps them find love. You can rate this podcast on Spotify by tapping the three dots under the cover art. And if you're on, if you're an Apple podcast person, you can do this by scrolling down to the bottom of my podcast page on the app and leaving a five-star rating and review down there. Thank you in advance. Okay, so I had the pleasure of talking to Abigail Jensen, the founder of Vibeslut. You may have seen her on Instagram at Vibeslut giving tips on how to be on top during sex or how to eat a, ban- eat a banana, which is the Instagram safe way of talking about oral sex. Abigail is all about pleasure positivity. She aims to help women and people in general embrace their bodies and the right to enjoying themselves and experiencing pleasure during sex. On her site, you can find workshops that cover how to increase your libido, how to orgasm, and fun stuff like that. Also, she just started a brand new podcast called Rat Girls, where she and her close friend Gracie discuss dating, sex, and relationships. So if you like this conversation, you'll love Rat Girls. During our conversation, we talked in depth about how to talk about sex, whether it's with someone you just started dating or a long-term partner. We talked about how to feel confident in the bedroom, no matter what your experience level is. And we got into how to troubleshoot sex with a partner, meaning like when something just isn't clicking, but you want to get it right. At the end, we answer a listener question about ED and having anxiety before sex. So let's get to it. Hey, Abigail. Thanks so much for coming on. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm great. I'm so excited to talk to you today. You seriously, you've been on my list for since I knew I was going to have guests on. I was like, I need to talk to the founder of Vibe Slut. (laughs) Stop. I am so honored. I'm like, same with you for like our podcast. I follow your advice so stringently. The word, what's what, what is the right word? Strictly? I don't know. (laughs) Strictly. Yeah. Me trying to sound smart and don't know the word I'm saying. Um, So, like, I just, every post you post, I, find so insightful giving people a way to date while respecting others and themselves like it's really cool to see I really appreciate that so speaking of dating I am going to kick this off with a hinge prompt for you so what is your answer to this hinge prompt okay it's what I order for the table Ooh, that's it's so funny because I haven't been on Hinge in so long. One, because I'm in a relationship. Okay, but, but they're two, good icebreakers. Let's be real. They're really good <laughs> icebreakers. And two, it's so isn't it so hard to create prompt answers? Like this is like And I'm really putting people, you on the spot here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just buying time right now, actually. <laughs> I'm like, aren't hinge prompts hard to answer? Hmm, what am I ordering for the table? I'm I'm on a journey of like trying to eat as many carbs as possible in winter because it's making me feel like 
like a bear, you know, like, like hibernation. I'm like building up. I'm cold. So I'm like, I would order some French fries for the table. I just started eating dairy again. So I don't order like if they had anything involved, like some chips and queso for the oh, table. Yes. I would just You're getting like, the party started. I like it. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm like the carb girl. I'm like, ready. This is like, like, we're having a good time. Not a, We're not here for a long time. Yes. This is like the crowd pleasers. Like everyone will be excited yeah. for chips and case on the table. I love it. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> I appreciate it. You know what? You If you got back on Hinge, you would do really well. Okay. Thank you so <laughs> much I'm glad. I know that. you're engaged. So obviously <laughs> you're off the market. Okay. So I read on your site that you started Vibe Slut after discovering some of your girlfriends, they had never had an orgasm before. Did you yeah. fire up Instagram and start Vibe Slut like that night? Like how did, Literally, how did that happen? I, really? I heard this story from my friend who was saying that her mom, they were in the car together and her mom was reading something on her phone and her mom all of a sudden goes, what's a clit torts? And like had never heard of a clit before. <laughs> and my friend was like telling me the story because she kn- she knew I was so passionate about orgasms and stuff like that. And I was like, there are women out there who don't know what the clit is. Like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get out there and start talking about this and start spreading the word on the clit and how great yes. orgasms are. Everyone should know what the clitoris is. Oh, Everyone. No, our, sex, our sex education is. Well, that's awesome. I mean, you have an amazing platform and, and, you know, I know you've had a career in TV and you've pursued many things, but did you see yourself teaching workshops about how to be on top? Like, is that when you started Vibe Slut, is that what you saw yourself doing? Not at all. It's so funny. Like where the, where life takes you teaching my BJ workshops, uh, teaching the how to be on top, how to orgasm, just trying to help the people. Yeah, no, you're, if you go, if you're listening, like, please go to at Vibe Slut right now and just like look at the videos of how to eat a banana. It's amazing the way you've gotten around Instagram's like rules or whatever they're know. You know, sketchy just like kind of low-key rules about not talking about sex or using the word sex or anything totally you have to be so creative and it's bad because now I've kind of started censoring myself in real life so I'll say to my partner like do you want me to eat your banana <laughs> he's like please for the love of god don't <laughs> say it like that <laughs> you can't bring work into the bedroom Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's hard because my work is the bedroom. That's true. But... That's true. Oh, my God. That's true. Sorry. Um, you're, you guys are engaged, right? Yes. So we met on Hinge. Oh, nice. Did you beat him before, after, during Vibe Slut? Like, what was the timeline there? We met before Vibe Slut. He was a huge supporter of me, like, quitting my kind of toxic job and starting something new. So That's he hot. was like excited. Yeah, right? Like to have someone so supportive and excited for you. And, you know, he's had some people ask him, like, how do you feel about this? Or my parents have been like, wow, you're such a good sport, you know? And it's like, no, he's excited. Like one, he benefits from a lot that I'm doing because I'm perfecting my skills even more. So I'm like, no, this is a lucky, lucky bitch. Like (laughs) I feel the same way yeah, about what I'm doing with dating and relationships. Exactly. Like totally. It's like a sneaky little way to boost the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> you, know. you do a really good job of sharing also like check-in things with relationships. Like, and so that's such a good thing for your own relationship and mine too. Like I do those check-ins and it's like kind of a way to open up the conversation to your partners. Like, well, I'm, I'm writing something about this or making a video about it. We might as well do it. Right. Right. We as creators, we have to walk the walk, talk the talk. So we have a lot of topics to get into, but I want to start with you know, I asked Instagram, my Instagram audience, what to ask Abigail. And I want to start with figuring out 
sex with someone you just started dating. So this is like when you're just starting to get intimate with someone new, when things are a little clunky in the beginning. What's your advice for like how to tell if you're sexually incompatible or if you just haven't learned each other's bodies yet? Like, have you run into this? Yeah, that is a great question. And I feel like that's, yeah, such a thing. When you are discovering someone's body for the first time, especially like kissing, for me, kissing is almost harder than sex. Like learning their kissing pattern is really interesting. But I think it's cool that everyone kind of comes with their own instruction manual. There's no like one size fits all. Everyone views preferences, has different preferences. And so the best way to like figure out right away if you're incompatible or if you just don't know what they like is to ask them what they like and communicate as soon as possible, which can be really hot too, because it's kind of like a little bit of dirty talk. You're talking about what you're doing. And a lot of people are afraid to do that initially, but they learned it can come really naturally and be really sexy if while you're doing something, you're like, do you like this better or this better? And then it's kind of like the this or that method with like looking at, you know, you're at the eye doctor and they're like, does this look better or this look better about the different letters? <laughs> I love you're that. trying that on their body <laughs> um, and with their pleasure. And if they're doing something to you that maybe you don't like, you say, hey, what if you tried this way instead? It, you know, in a non-judgmental way. And once you get to the ways that you guys both prefer sex, if it's amazing, that's so great. And if it's still not compatible, then you're probably not sexually compatible. This is great. And I want to break this down a little more because I feel like it's like this is one of those things like most of what we talk about, which is easier said than done. So it's like if I've never talked to any (laughs) partner about this before and I'm hooking up with someone new and I really like them, there are so many things going through my mind. I'm like, I'm scared if I speak up, they're going to be turned off. I'm I don't even know how to disc- how to direct someone. I like how does this not get awkward? You know like what it what if I'm really in my head about it? Like do you have any suggestions? I live most of my life in a delusional fantasy world. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes things really like fun and you know my alter whatever I decided my Ooh. alter ego was who is like this sexy goddess who is unafraid and I was like and her goal is to enjoy pleasure and have their partner enjoy pleasure so what what can I what would she do and say in this moment you know sex is so vulnerable and it's kind of fully buying into that vulnerability and being like it's not only vulnerable with my body but it's vulnerable with like how I present what I desire so just like being confident in whatever way you can, whether that's creating a persona for yourself, if that makes sense. Yeah. I also think like yeah, embracing the awkwardness can also just help completely diffuse any feeling, any fear. It's like, you know what? Like, I know this is weird, but does this feel good? <laughs> you know? A hundred percent. Like saying that you're feeling awkward asking it makes them also less likely to respond in a judgmental way because they're like, oh, she's stating she feels awkward. I'm going to try to help her out. Ideally. Yeah. (laughs) Most people are good, hopefully, and do that. But yeah, saying, I feel awkward asking this, but does this feel good? How does this feel compared to this? And just kind of vocalizing as soon as possible and making it the norm. So again, I'm very practical. Like I like to get into like the weeds and the stuff. So it's like, do you think these conversations should happen when you're not even like close still on? Like maybe when you're kind of like a little tipsy at the bar after a date? (laughs) And you're like in a public, should it happen when you're doing foreplay? 
during the act, after. I mean, I know the answer is like any time of these, but like yeah. for someone who is really not comfortable with this at all, has never done it, what do you suggest? Yeah, that's the interesting thing about sex is like people are comfortable having it, but not talking about it, which is yes. really interesting. When I met my fiance, I, I did the dates. We were getting a little tipsy and I brought up, I was like, what do you like in the bedroom? I've gone on some dates lately and there's been some miscommunications about like bedroom stuff. So I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Bringing it up outside of the bedroom can make it feel easier when you get into the bedroom, but that sometimes sounds scarier than doing it while you're actually having sex. Did you bring it up? Where were you guys when you like brought it up? (laughs) We were in a very public space. Okay. Okay. I think that's fine. Like for me, I liked actually to, if I was interested in someone, I knew I wanted to take that step with someone, which for me was like a little later in the dating process. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed sexting before having sex Mm. because it's a, for me, it felt like a safe way to discover things without actually doing it. And then I also agree. I love the anticipation building of like talking about it when you're at a bar, like over dinner. hundred percent. Yeah. I also remember times where I was like hooking up with someone new and I would ask them, it's like, what do you like? And they'd be like, no one's asked me that before. That's so interesting. I know. And I was talking to someone about this recently and he was like, yeah, like people I've been with would have benefited if like by speaking up, I knew like they, it wasn't working, but they didn't say anything. And it's like, yeah, you didn't want to like speak up either. You know what I mean? It's, it's so, so tough. It's so tough. And like specifically with women hooking up with men, I think it's important to remember that like the guys are just so excited to be there. Like they're just like, cannot believe you are hooking up with them. Like, and so there's not much you can do wrong. I feel like obviously like get consent and all that stuff, but like the excitement is so much of the hookup. And so if you start doing things that you might think are out of the norm, like asking questions, that's not something that's going to like sway them at all. They're just excited to be along for the ride. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. That's such a good point. Yes. I mean, that kind of leads into another question I have, which is like, whether you're, you've been with a partner for a while or you're just kind of hooking up, what are some techniques for getting out of your head? Because I think that came up a lot too, is like people were saying, I can't feel aroused because I'm so in my head. And it's not just like they're thinking about their to-do list. It's like they're maybe thinking about their body or if their partner's having a good time and all that stuff. Totally. I think it's really hard to just say, love your body, you know, like when yeah, you, yeah, no. cause you want, <laughs> you want it to be that simple. And I obviously know it's not because I'm a woman who grew up in the 2000s. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not that easy, but try to think about, like we said, your partner's just so excited to be there. View yourself like you're viewing your partner. You're also very excited to be hooking up with them and in the moment with them. You're not thinking about their like random nooks and crannies that they might be self-conscious about, and they're not thinking about that on you. They're in it for pleasure, and you're also in it for pleasure and deserve pleasure. And I think that's something... I feel like women really have trouble with is realizing that their pleasure is just as important. So I like to do affirmations to myself. I'm such like a manifestation affirmation girl. I'm like waking up, looking in the mirror, being like, I am beautiful. I deserve pleasure. I deserve to feel good. And just rewiring our brains to think that we are worth it. I love that. I love that you use affirmations. Do you feel like it would be good to have that track running in your mind as you're hooking up or would that like take you out of it more? <laughs> I don't know. No, I think... Good. I like to have some, you know, something like a mantra to say during sex to myself. One to get my head 
out of like all the different tasks I have to do as a way to kind of focus myself and to, because yeah, it can make me feel more confident. So yeah, whether it's like we're hooking up and in my head, I'm saying like, this feels so good. I deserve this. Just repeating that over and over again. And then eventually all those other thoughts start to drown out. I love that. I mean, yeah, my my method for this is I try to tune into my senses, especially touch, which is obviously like the main thing. So I'm like really grounding myself in like, what does my partner's skin feel like? Or, you know, something like that, where it's like, I'm only really focusing on that. And that helps me snap into the moment more than like, worry about everything. And you know what, honestly, if I'm having a bad body image day, I just like turn the lights off. There you go. That pretty much solves it for me. (laughs) I love that because it's like it's like eating a cupcake is so much more satisfying when you're like paying attention to how the cupcake tastes and like really focusing on like the pleasure the cupcake's giving you. It's the same with sex. It's like just focus on the good stuff. Yeah, love that. What is your suggestion for like if you want to try something new like dirty talk or bringing toys into the bedroom, but you're scared of like being good at it. I feel like people are worried about their skill a lot with things and especially dirty talk came up a lot in the questions. Totally. Well, one, I want to say like my favorite way to bring up dirty talk or a new thing with your partner is that I read about this method, even though for me personally, it's more like I saw a TikTok about this, (laughs) but I'll I'll claim I read it in like the New York Times. Yes. Like I read this in the Washington Post. It was- Yeah. Like I read (laughs) how people who do dirty talk are 50% happier or whatever it is. Like, yeah. So if you want looking to bring things up, a little white lie won't hurt you. Uh, But two, it's one of those things that's kind of like exposure therapy. Like you just both- buy into it. You talk about it beforehand, acknowledge that it might be a little awkward, but you're going to go all in and then try it afterwards, evaluate what you thought about it. And I wouldn't give up after the first time because everything's going to be a little awkward the first time. And like you said, embracing that awkward, laughing when it's funny, sex is supposed to be fun. And then trying again, if you're open to it. Yeah. Laughing and joking around. That's like my favorite part. Like I love trying new things because it is just pretty funny. Like there have been situations where I like brought in something to the bedroom and I realized we were using it wrong like for the first like few times. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It's just like, why isn't this working the way I thought it was? Yeah. And then it brings yeah. you closer. It's a vulnerability yeah. moment. But yeah. if they're looking specifically for skills, I would watch like how to hone in on those skills. I would watch ethical porn. I would read smut. I feel like smut's such a good place to learn things. Like look up, if you want to learn about dirty talk or BDSM, look up smut that features it. Okay. Do you have any recommendations? Anything you're into? I'm currently reading, well, I just ordered, oh my God, I'm so excited. Like what's it called? It's it's on its way, like Throne of Ice or something. Have you heard of that one? Uh, that I've what heard it's of the called? series. Yeah, but I have not read it yet. And I'm super excited for that one. And I'm currently rereading. <laughs> Is it Pucking Around? It's the There's a hockey one. It's very long and it's about threesomes. <laughs> so if you're looking to learn about threesomes. This is a whole world I have not. Like there, I have nothing against this. I would totally see myself yeah. getting into. I just haven't yet. It's just like it's waiting for me. I just... <laughs> Like, and it's waiting for yeah, it's waiting for you. You're waiting for it. It's mutual waiting. Ready whenever. I want to switch gears a bit here and talk about what I want to call sex troubleshooting. Oh my god, love. When you're with the person you're dating, whether it's new or you've been dating for years, and they're just you need to make some adjustments. Like mm. there's attraction, but and you you enjoy them, but something's off. Like you're not able to orgasm or you're not into something they're doing, or like whatever they're doing just isn't doing it for you. So did you have to, did you go through this at all with your fiance early on? Oh oh yeah. I think 
Well, especially because like in the beginning of relationships, no matter your desire type, spontaneous or responsive, in the beginning of relationships, you feel really high sex drive because there's so many hormones. And then when the newness starts to wear off, if you have responsive desire like I do, it takes more to actually desire sex. So we had to really check in at some point and talk about what it was that was going to help get me in the mood. Wait, is he spontaneous? He's spontaneous. And often men are spontaneous and women are responsive. We're the opposite. I'm spontaneous and he's responsive. Oh, and it's been wow. okay. Can I tell you? I'm go- like going to reveal this. Like a few months in, I kind of realized that I'm like, I don't actually know how to turn my partner on. Like my approach, and which has worked because again, like with guys, this just kind of worked for me. It was just like bulldozing through and being like, I want you. Let's do this now. Like, yeah. But that yeah. does not work for my responsive partner at all. And I was like, wow, I felt so ashamed. Honestly, I was like, I've started my sexual journey in high school. You know, I've definitely have experience. And I'm like, realizing at 31, like, I just don't know how to like, slowly turn someone on. There's no reason to feel shame for that. Because we're not, it's not something yeah. we're taught. <laughs> no, I know. But it was like, this is aha moment of like, wow, like, this is something I need to work on and pay attention to. Totally. Do you feel like you're in a good place now? Were you able to talk about things? We've talked about it, you know, something I brought, it was something I realized and brought up and we've talked about. I don't think I've mastered it by any means, but like the awareness is super helpful. The awareness is like half of the battle. Okay. So you, so you had kind of this like transition with your fiance of like high sex drive early on and then things kind of taper off. How did you approach the conversations? Yeah, I started off with the, I read about it method and was like, you know, I have been feeling like less into sex lately. I read about this thing called responsive desire, which I think I have. It's like, I don't think about sex out of the blue is basically responsive desire. My body has to get turned on first for my mind to get turned on. And I was like, so I would love to like test some different things because I want to have sex with you and I want it to be more often. Um, because I love you. And I really centered myself around the conversation. There was no blame or anything because it's not his fault at all. It's making sure he knows that it's it's internal on me and being like, I love you. I love us. I want to have sex as much as possible, you know, within reason. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to start exploring what I can do that turns my body on so that my mind gets turned on. And here are some ways you could help me throughout this journey. And I'll continue to update you. So just be like as open and honest as I could. Love that. Yeah, I'd say we had a similar conversation. I mean, not everyone is as expressive or like, mm-hmm. you know, as able, capable of like saying, do these things, you know, but it's also part of the fun of being in a long-term relationship is figuring each other out and yes, making like small, these small adjustments. It doesn't mean you're bad at it or like you're bad at sex or whatever, you know, or like it doesn't work or you're incompatible. Like you said in the beginning, everyone has their own instruction manual and, you know, you've got to be open to that. The instruction manual is constantly changing too. Something that feels good one year might not feel good the rest. So it's just good to constantly do these check-ins with your partner and see how they're feeling about your sex life. When is a good time to do these check-ins? Like I've heard it's really bad to do them right after sex. Um, That's so interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting because I think 
you know, sex can be a really good conversation starter. Because if you Mm -hmm. have it, then it can be like, well, we just had it. Let's talk about it now. Right. But I think it could be bad if you're coming at it at like a, I'm blaming my partner for something. You did something wrong method. I think you have to approach it as like, this was really good. This is how we make it even better kind of thing. Are you open to it? Okay. Love that. Sure. I could totally see that being a very positive conversation after sex. Yeah. 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 So I think after sex is a great time or anytime. I mean, <laughs> this this is like all times, but anytime between sex sessions, basically not right before you're going to have sex, because I feel like that puts a lot of pressure on things. Um, but doing it like maybe during the day, you know, you're going to have sex that night, maybe figuring out a way to like bring up the conversation. with Like I saw this, I read about this. I've been thinking, I had a dream about this. I've been thinking about this lately and open the conversation to sex and what you guys could be doing to improve for both. Do of you guys, guys, how do you feel about scheduling it? I love scheduling sex. Yes. Love, love, love. <laughs> yes. All aboard. <laughs> all aboard. Big fan. I know some people think it sounds like clinical, but If you think about it, when you were starting to date, you were scheduling dates and those at some point turned into basically scheduling sex. Like you knew you were going to end up having sex on these dates. Most likely you were all ready. Like I was showered. My legs were shaved, you know, like I knew I was going to see him and we would end up probably hooking up and that was still okay. That was still really hot. It's no different than that. The only difference now is I live with him. So sometimes I'm not showered or I smell (laughs) bad. (laughs) And so I rather like plan for it like it's a date where I know I can be my most comfortable. Yes, I agree. I mean, I I have a higher sex drive. I'm like the Mm -hmm. spontaneous one. Like it has completely alleviated my anxiety around like when we're going to do it. Like I know we are going to do it at least once a week. It's just like we have the date, you know, it's on the calendar. It's like, it's there. And I it obviously so we don't great. have to at that time. And obviously we can do it more or less, but it's like, it just really soothed my anxiety around it. And it builds anticipation. It's like, it's sexy. Like texting can build up to it. Some sexting, just anything to add to the experience. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. So back to the troubleshooting thing. What if your partner is the one that feels more anxiety than you? How can you make them feel more comfortable and support them? Yeah, definitely. This is a huge one. I think that one, making sure that you express that you want them to enjoy their time. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It doesn't matter what you have to do within the realms of your consent. Um, You know, you are there to support your partner and just making that as abundantly clear as possible and also complimenting your partner. Like compliments go a long way. Um, And guys really get compliments. Yeah, it's really crazy. They deserve them. Like they deserve to feel good too. So yeah, complimenting in the bedroom while things are happening. That will also just turn them on even more and before to make them compliment their abilities and like the way they look, the way they smell, all those things. I agree. This is a time for an ego boost. If they're feeling any kind of anxiety in the bedroom, like this is when you want to show like I'm here for it no matter what. The better people feel, the better sex they're going to have. Yes. So what's a good way to communicate boundaries or giving direction without killing the mood? Like, is there a way to do it without making you feel like I can't do this anymore? Like, get off me. (laughs) Yeah, totally. That's a great question. I think one, always staying positive about it and making it about yourself using I statements so they don't internalize it or don't feel shame around it. 
if it is something that you could bring up first, like maybe you're trying to take things slow with your partner, it could take off the pressure within the actual moment to say like, hey, like I'm taking things slowly. Like this is the point I'm comfortable getting to and I won't go farther than this. And then they know not to expect more in the actual time you guys are hooking up. I didn't do that in my dating journey. I did a different approach, which is more like in the moment, like in the heat of the moment, I would just kind of be like, this is as far as I want to go. I don't know if I really tried it your way because honestly, I had to learn how to slow down with sex because I used to have sex Mm -hmm. like on the first date and like I used to jump to it really quickly. So I, in my dating intentionally journey, had to learn to like make a connection first before getting intimate. So honestly, me saying this is as far as I want to go is kind of more for me. Cool. I mean, that's huge. <laughs> yeah. In a way, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm drawing the line here. And no one ever reacted poorly to this. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, no problem. You know, whatever. And if they did push back, that would be it. Like, I'd be like, no. <laughs> right. You're, yeah. you're showing your true colors. I don't want to be with you. I'm so happy to hear that, though. And what would you say in the moment exactly? I literally just be like, this is as far as I want to go. That's my line. Yeah. Great. Yeah. When Johnny and I first were getting to know each other and like I invited him for dinner and, you know, we started flowing around. He was like, oh, I have condoms like in the other room. I was like, oh, I'm not having sex with you. <laughs> like, I just said that to him. That's great. And, and like we fooled around. It was fine, but it was pretty like at that moment, it was like, OK, that's the moment I'm going to say like, oh, don't expect sex right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think that's like good, like laying those boundaries he was fine. Like, obviously, like you said earlier, he was just excited to be physically intimate in general. <laughs> totally. And it's like, you can totally do what you want on the first date, but stuff like that does leave them wanting more. Not that, you know. No, that wasn't my, that wasn't my MO, but yes. 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 <laughs> Not that you were like trying to play games or whatever, but it like, it is just yeah. a fact that it can prolong the excitement in the beginning of a relationship. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people feel like giving feedback and direction is basically saying, you're not good at this. So what's a way we can reframe that? Yeah, I think that's great. Um, It's great to make it about yourself and use the I statements like we talked about, but also being like, this feels good when you do it, but I think I'm more sensitive in this area of my clit or whatever. What if we tried it this way? And, And to know what you like and what actually does feel really good for you is to test that out on your own. And then you're confidently able to bring it to your partner. That's really, really important. I feel like it's hard. You can't give direction if you don't know what you like. I like showing my partner what I like. It's either me doing it to myself or it's literally taking their hand or their body and like showing them what I like. So sexy and like a big turn on for them. That's yeah, that's another really great way to do it. Hands on or hands. Wait, what hands is on. hand on experience? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People listening, please don't be shy with direction because like they're going to feel more confident, right? When they know what they're doing, like they want to please you. They want to know they're making you feel good. And often I feel like women feel pressure, you know, fake orgasm to to try to like appease their partner, but no fake O's in 2024. Like I mean, guilty as charged in the past. Yes. yes. Definitely been guilty. Could win an Academy Award for some of my <laughs> orgasms. Like <laughs> But oh it's gonna gosh. be that much more satisfying for your partner and for you, obviously, when it's real. Yes, a hundred percent. Okay, what about when you're asking for something like you've given them direction, but they're not doing it? And I have definitely experienced this. Like, let me tell you about this one time. I was with this guy who was really hot. 
this was early on in my dating journey and I really did want to hook up with him, but he just was going way too fast. Like way, 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 way too fast. And I just kept being like, slow down, like, please slow down. And he wouldn't. And I'm like, and it just, I couldn't stop. That was it. Like I didn't see him again because I'm like, you can't take direction, dude. Like this isn't fun for me. One, jackhammering is almost never the answer. And two, I think you did the right thing. You learned that he wasn't going to take direction and you were just like, okay, I'm out of it. I think the only other thing you could have done is maybe try to talk of it about it outside the bedroom and communicate like, hey, like I was communicating to you, like slow down. Um, I think that would have made it feel even better for me. Uh, but it seems like he was already not receptive. Yeah. I mean, there were, that wasn't the only way we were incompatible he also said like he never mm-hmm. goes down on women and i'm like oh that's like <laughs> that doesn't really work for me either <laughs> so, yeah there's a lot going on there <laughs> yeah like there was a reason why that, you know that didn't pan out but yeah i feel like this does come up though it's like it's either they like don't they don't seem to listen or they just don't do it or they mm-hmm. do it like one time and then they don't really do it again that's one reason like positive reinforcement is so good it's like not actually like training a dog, but kind of where you're like, okay, like you did a great job. This is amazing. And then they'll want to do it again and please you. Like they're going to crave that validation and excitement that you just gave them. And if they don't do it again, just continue to bring it up in conversation and say that felt really, really good. I would love if we could try that again. Yeah. I mean, I've been in a situation where like I did do a lot of positive reinforcement, but I think like what I wanted, like they weren't as comfortable with. So it just like didn't happen as much. And that's something in a long-term relationship where it's like, okay, cool. Like we can work around this. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, yeah. It's, sometimes you have to pick your battles, I think. Totally. You have to make sure you're both obviously like on the same page and comfortable with whatever the act is that you guys are yeah. doing and ha- have those conversations in a way that doesn't pressure either one of you. And it's kind of always the person who is uncomfortable with it is always going to win out because you know, you don't want anyone to go into something feeling uncomfortable or pressure. Definitely. And what about like, if they're putting in a lot of effort, and they're really trying to do everything right, but the O is just not happening. What are your tips on how to get there? (laughs) Yeah, that is one love that your partner is trying because like, that is amazing. Participation trophy is is still a trophy, you know. (laughs) But I think It's interesting because I preach so much about like, yes, getting an orgasm is so amazing and it is, but in doing so, we don't want to forget about like the journey and how pleasurable sex can also be when there's not. And sometimes thinking about the end goal can put too much pressure on. So I think just like enjoying the ride of the pleasure is a huge thing and that will take your pressure off of you. Also, I would test to make sure that what your partner is doing, you can orgasm on your own with, because it might be something you're not just not compatible with, especially if it's penetration. Only like 5% of women can come from penetration alone. I can't. Yeah. 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 And so it just (laughs) might not be something that works for your body and that's totally okay. So make sure you really know what you want. And then I think like just keep trying new things. Like that's the fun part about sex. It's like continuous exploration with your partner. And that just builds even more intimacy. I hopefully this is helpful. But like in my experience, like I have a lot of experience. I didn't really start regularly owing until I brought toys in the bedroom. It kind of takes the pressure off them and me even mm-hmm. like it's like I know I'm go- I know this is going to be accomplished if we use a vibrator. Totally. We know I'm a slut for vibes. I, I'm <laughs> yeah. a fan. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. So um, exactly. So like, I don't need that every time, but it's like ni- a nice fallback or just like, for whatever reason, things aren't clicking. It's like, you know what? I have this. We're good to go. We we both get what we want. You know? And yeah. Totally. I think it's like finding your most reliable way to orgasm is really helpful. And for me, same thing. It's like a, clit- a clitoral... St- Clitoral, oh my God, I cannot talk. Stimulation, <laughs> like vibrator is like the fastest, easiest way I'm going to owe. So if there's ever a time I'm feeling like I can't get it in another with my partner, it's like, you know what? We got this backup. It's all good. Everyone's enjoying themselves here. Yeah. When it comes to sex, what do you hope to see more of in dating culture, if that makes sense? Like, what do you hope to see more of your audience and my doing when it comes to sex and dating? Totally. I think one talking about it. Like we're saying so often people feel comfortable having sex, but not talking about sex. I would love for it to be super open. Everyone feels totally comfortable and okay communicating their needs, what feels good for them. And then two, I would love for everyone to like do their affirmations, feel confident, feel like they deserve pleasure and know that, you know, it's not about putting on a show for the other person. It's about actually being in the moment and feeling good. Yes. That's beautiful. I love that. I want to see more of that too. And what do you, what do you hope to see less of? Well, fake goes, like we said. Oh my god, I'm yes. censoring myself. Fake orgasms. Yeah, I know. I was too, but I like I like saying, "Oh, it's funny." It is fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> less of that. I think I want to see less of. This is more about dating and relationships, but I want to see less getting too comfortable with the fact that you're together. I want to see more of pursuing your partner consistently, doing date nights, doing things to make your partner know that they're loved and wanted. And I think sometimes that that kind of takes a dip in relationships over the long run. And I want I want to see that continue. I just want to point out, you did a really good job of taking my negative question and turning it into a positive, which is exactly what we want to see more of in the bedroom. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. How um, can you be more positive? Wow. Okay. Do you have a little bit more time for a listener question? Yeah, of course. I picked this one for you because I feel like this is something I'm not sure I know would know how to answer, but I think you do. All right. Cool. So I, 23 male, have always had issues initiating physical intimacy, largely because of some performance issues slash ED. I don't have many issues getting a first or second date, but I struggle to keep the momentum going due to my anxiety around sex. Although I do want to have sex at some point with them, and have had experience with sex before, but with minimal success, I feel like I avoid situations or get anxious if I near to a point of having sex with a potential date. I've heard of breaking things up with what I feel comfortable with to start out, but I'm not even sure of where to start in terms of comfort level. I have tried Viagra, but sometimes I still have issues getting into the mood. How should I adjust this issue that I have before actually trying to have sex? There doesn't seem to be a right time during a date to bring this up, and I want to make her feel comfortable. So what do you think? Yeah, this is such a great question and something that so many people run into. I want the listeners to know, one, they're not alone. ED is very common for multiple different reasons. Um, And I think that Honestly, like being honest with your partner, no matter how hard it is, will really take a lot of that anxiety off because then there will not be that expectation that you are putting on yourself. And I think that that partner will respond to it better than you think they will, especially if you make it very clear, like, but I'm, you know, I get ED, but I'm still here for your pleasure. Like, I'm still ready to do what you need to feel good. And honestly, if it is a woman he's hooking up with or someone with a vulva, like 
they don't need penetration to receive pleasure. So if he's worried about what their his partner will think because he's worried about pleasuring them, the ED for that aspect is not an issue. He can still give clit stimulation without using his penis, basically. But he also deserves pleasure. So he should try to get to the bottom of what is causing this ED because he wants to be able to come because that's, that's yeah, enjoyable. That's great. Um, I love it. <laughs> and, yeah. And so there's a few different things you can do. One, I would talk to your doctor, make sure that there's no underlying health condition, medical reason. Two, I would practice mindfulness and meditation because that anxiety leads into so many parts of your life, including the ED and can cause it. And so I would just do things outside of the bedroom that can ease your anxiety and then in turn, take those coping skills to the bedroom and just be as open and honest with your partner. And if they're the right person, they're not going to hold that over your head or anything like that. They're going to be supportive. What about for the other side? If you're a woman and you are on a date with someone who is having this issue, like what do you think is the way to navigate that? I think be one, so supportive, obviously. Ask, what can I do to help you in this situation, help ease your anxiety? And two, don't take it personally. It's not about you. The ED is... There's some external factor there. And and just like go through this journey together and be open to sometimes it will end hap- in a happy ending, quote unquote, and sometimes <laughs> it won't. And that's okay. It's a lot of pleasure is about the path to get there. Right. And connection and like being in the moment and all the yes. other stuff that it's not like just, yeah, like P and V, like yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> I want to send the listener like so much love and just like know that hopefully they feel supported and like truly to know that it is so common. Yes. Yep. Definitely run into it. It's not a big deal. Not a big deal. And people go through phases too. It's not like, it doesn't mean it's forever. It can come and go with life. You're so encouraging. And you've, you seriously, I love your positivity around this. Like you are truly so pleasure positive, which is your phrase. And I would love for you to share with us, how can we support you? What do you have? What do you have for us? Yeah. And uh, where can we find you? Yeah, what you got? (laughs) Yeah, what you got? Uh, I wish I got more for the people, but as of now, I have, find me at Vibe Slut on Instagram, or I have a podcast as well called Rat Girls. I do it with my friend and we are like besties. So it's super fun. And we talk about sex, dating and relationships for the most part. It's great. I'm excited to go on it. Yeah, this week. (laughs) I can't (laughs) wait to have you and to have all your beautiful insights. Abigail, this has been amazing. You've been amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all this with us. Thank you so much. It has been so wonderful chatting to you. I love when internet friends turn into real life friends. I loved this conversation with Abigail. I feel like her advice is super straightforward, just like what I try to share here on this podcast. If you feel like you want more confidence in the bedroom, definitely give her a follow at Vibe Slut. She shares so many practical tips and techniques for foreplay and sex, as well as advice for getting out of your head. What I loved about this conversation is that it's proof that there are so many different and positive ways to approach communicating about sex, and you get to try different approaches until you find what works for you. As a reminder, you're doing great. I love telling you that just in case you don't feel like you are. Another thing I love is when I hear from you. So what did you learn from this episode? DM me on Instagram at dating.intentionally and let me know. I feel like I want to have Abigail back at some point. So if you agree, please share with me in the DMs. 
Thank you for listening. I love it if you share this podcast with someone who is navigating dating and might need a little confidence boost or some tough love. If any of these episodes have helped you in your journey, you could help me by leaving a stunning review on Apple or giving in dating intentionally five stars on Spotify. I really appreciate it. Once again, I'm Talia. This has been Dating Intentionally and I'll catch you next time.